Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host timmy abbefe the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line. Hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Uh, fun first hour. Thank you to Tim Murray and also Chris Sims, who we had on in the last segment. Chris Sims, of course, NF. NFL analyst at NBC. You see him on uh, Football Night in America each and every Sunday night right before Sunday Night Football. Fun first hour with him. We'll have a fun second hour. Matt Eumanns is going to join us in 30 minutes, host of VEASAN tonight and the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. But, Michael, there's something that was interesting that you asked Chris Sims in the last segment about the New York Jets. Can they hang with the Buffalo Bills? Mm -hmm. He thinks that they can. He sees this being sort of an ugly football game. The total will tell you that this could be an ugly football game. It's down to 39 and a half. But the side is where this thing really gets interesting. Do you think that the betting market has a blind spot when it comes to the Buffalo Bills? Because Buffalo, once again, is getting bet. Like, like this is like the, like the bounce back is here, according to the betting market. They're now seven and a half after being seven pretty much the whole week. They were seven all week. In fact, I, when you put that graphic up, I was surprised to yeah. see the seven and a half. I mean, this is oh, not typical. I do Christopher Russo every Friday in this contest, and he, he if he can cheat a number, God knows he's going <laughs> to cheat a number. I mean, he got Denver at minus two. I've, all I've ever seen Denver is two and a half, but somehow he found that minus two. He got it, you know. And Shop around. But he took the Jets this week, and he cheated himself out of a half a point. I don't know how the hell he did it. He was probably too busy patting himself on the back but I, I think this I don't know how you take the Jets he he gave me this line I was worried you were going to take the Jets you know I said you don't have to worry about me taking the Jets not in Buffalo not when you know that Josh Allen has 45 wins over seven points okay that you know that when you break down Robert Salah Salah or however you want to say it when he goes against the AFC East it's not good he's 6 and 22 as a dominant jet coach against the East he's 11 and 21 against the spread like i'm not going there and then when i was peeling back the numbers on Zach Wilson this week right mm -hmm. you know he is he is going from bad to badder Right. And especially when the game speeds up. Right. When he's in third down on third down, he's a 52 percent completion thrower. 
he's only you know he throws most he's thrown eight interceptions he's been sacked 50 times he's fumbled you know he's he's not been able and he only's gotten 13 first downs in his career on third down i mean it's not good and so for me you know he's two and one against buffalo that's his record okay mm-hmm. 39-66 in passing 5.77 yards per play Three touchdowns, one interceptions. He's been sacked 11 to- 12 times now. He's run the ball 11 times for 54 yards. He may have to do that. He may have to run with it. But I, I just don't see how they're going to be. If Buffalo scores 24, how do the Jets get to 20 to, to, get, to, se- four, to get to 17? Well, can Buffalo score 24? Because the last few times we've seen them play this New York Jets defense, it hasn't gone well for the Buffalo Bills. And the, you can say like a lot of the, the Buffalo kind of problems kind of stem back to the, when they played the Jets in the Meadowlands last season when Allen hurt the elbow near the end of the game. And it's kind of been downhill and it's been rocky for Buffalo ever since that point. Like, do the Jets just know how to play the Bills? Well, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets don't they never change what they do, Femi. They're a cover three, eight man front team. Uh, that plays th- a man con- a zone concept that becomes man. They're going to have a middle of the field close. They rarely blitz. They're very. You got to beat them with your players. You're going to have to beat them with with talent. And I think because they do that, it becomes a problem for Buffalo because Buffalo, you know, Buffalo is what Christopher Sims says and what I said. They run beaters. They just run plays that beat a coverage. They don't have an offense. They never really have because they can't really control the line of scrimmage. I think is where Buffalo has hard time more with the Jets than anything is because their offensive line struggles to block the Jets and they won't run the football. Whereas New England beats the Jets, they rush for 154 yards. You know, it's one of the one game where Mac Jones actually played good in New York. So I I think that's the matchup. Yes, I agree. The Jets are a good matchup against Buffalo, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have to let Wilson throw the ball a little bit to beat him. You know, and I think that's going to be hard. I think that's going to be. Look, let me say this. If the if the Bills lose to the Jets at home or it looks bad, that's not going to be good for McDermott at all. This is one of those where this is you can't have a bad loss here. We've talked about this on the pod quite a bit. Right there's sometimes as a head coach you can't have a bad loss. I thought Arthur Smith's loss in Arizona last week throwing for 70 yards against a secondary that's one of the worst in football, a pressure rate that's 32nd in the league. That's a bad loss. If you're the general manager and you look at that, right? You can't do that. And if if McDermott doesn't play well today and I think the betting public thinks this is one of those moments the team has to play well, I think it's in trouble. I will say this too, Femi. I thought Josh Allen was great. He took accountability. He took responsibility for Dorsey getting fired. I mean, to me, that's what you want in your best player. Yeah. Uh, To me, I think just like when I look at the market here, I just – and maybe I'm not going to bet the game. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But to me, it would honestly be Jets or pass. And pass is also a fair option just because usually in this spot, when you have a team like Buffalo who's suffered bad losses in consecutive weeks, you get a discount in the market, kind of similar to what we talked about with the Niners last week where Niners had three straight losses. Now they're only two and a half, three at Jacksonville because the market's a little bit sour on them because they haven't seen them play that well. Buffalo hasn't played well at all, but you're not getting the discount. You're still getting Buffalo at a premium. I mean, the look ahead on this was six and a half. Now you have to pay even more than that and this is after they lost to denver well, to where it's like well, like man this is like i don't think i could ever lay it but the betting market looks at that win against the giants as a joke i mean the jets are one and two in the last three games but really they should be zero and three yeah the jets haven't had a game where they've had more than 18 first downs all year 
They haven't had a game where they've had eight, more than 18 first downs all year. You know, I mean, if you could put cones out there and they're not going to get 18 first downs. And, and I think a lot of this is basically the Jets historically are a bad road team. You know, they're 24-39-4 on the road since 2015. They don't cover. They don't cover on the road. I mean, everything st- – and then, you know, the head coach is a bad is a bad. Uh, ATS coach and a bad straight up coach, especially against the AFC East. Yeah. So I think a lot of those kind of come together. I mean, I know a lot of people that like the Buffalo Bills here. The Jet. I mean, uh, Russo took the Jets, so I'm. I got my Buffalo Bill pom poms out tomorrow. I'll be rooting <laughs> like crazy. I mean. You know, I'll be. I'm going to call Luke Russert up and see if I can join yeah. the Bills Mafia for a day. Exactly. Call up our guy Luke. We'll go ahead and do it. We'll we'll circle the wagons tomorrow in Western New York. But yeah, no, I think and, and maybe this ultimately is a pass for me. But yeah, it's it's an interesting market. I think the side is interesting because you do have two teams that feel like they're on the downward spiral here, both the Jets and the Bills. Maybe it is that loser leaves match that we talk about sometimes here on the Lombardi line. But let's put that game off to the side here. I, I can't wait to watch that one. Honestly, let's talk about the one in the AFC North though. That definitely is very high leverage based on what's happened over this past week Mm -hmm. here. It's the Steelers at the Browns. Cleveland, a one-point favorite. Over at DraftKings, Michael, Cleveland's now a two-point favorite. So the betting market is interested in backing Dorian Thompson-Robinson in this spot against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have yet to outgain an opponent so far this season despite being 6-3. and You got that smile on your face. What do you think about this AFC North clash tomorrow in Northeast Ohio? This This is what I would call a right and left brain game. (laughs) <laughs> Your right brain's telling you to bet the Browns, right? Yep. That the Steelers' numbers look bad, yada, yada, yada. You know, you may get Dewan Jones, you get the left tackle back, so you're going to get healthy. You know, the defense is going to stop them. They rushed for 55 yards in the last game. Should have won the last game if we don't turn it over. We just hand the ball off three times and punt. We'll beat them because Pickett will turn the ball over and we'll dominate them. That's the right brain. The left brain's saying, Mike Tomlin's on the other sideline. They love ugly games. Those tackles can't block. Those tackles can't block. The Steelers pass rush. The Steelers are going to create turnovers. They're going to do exactly what they did the last game. And you're like, okay, what? Do, who do I listen to? Right or left brain? Like, I don't know who to listen to, right? I went back through the game again. The most points the Steelers scored all year was in this game because their defense scored 14, right? The most turnovers they created in the end, all year this year was four is in this game. And then you factor in losing Quan Alexander and losing Kelly Holcomb, the inside linebacker. That's an issue, right? So that's the green dot guy. That's the guy that's going to make the calls. And you're worried about that. And so when you're turning, when the left brain says take Pittsburgh, you're taking Vrabel, but they can't run the ball. You're t- excuse me, you're taking Tomlin, and they can't run the ball. You're taking, you know, Pickett now in a passing game. I don't know. Your right brain says, take Cleveland. You're taking Thompson Robinson, who basically threw for 3.5 yards per attempt in his last start, had three interceptions and only six first downs against a really good team. I mean, I think the only play is an under here. Yeah, I mean, the under might be the only play in this game here. And also, no Minka Fitzpatrick as well for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. So you talk about all these green dot guys, and then you have Minka Fitzpatrick, who's the quarterback of the secondary. Right. And maybe that's why Pittsburgh was giving up some of those explosive last week against Green Bay, who we had saw have no explosive plays. All of a sudden, they're getting chunk yardage in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, and look, let's face it. The Steelers, they they have now six one-score wins. (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> I mean, they just know how to win ugly. And that's something that's hard to, to duplicate. There's confidence. They can't wait to get the game into the fourth quarter. I'm telling you, if Watson played or if, if Thompson Robinson plays, it's not going to matter. The game's going to look exactly the same. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he got all the reps in practice this week. Maybe it looks a little bit better, but based on what we saw against Not that when Watts coming around the corner, could it look good? They it's, ran for 55 yards in the last game. Remember, Chubb got hurt in that game, right? And so they, they were going to run. Now, they ran for 178 against Baltimore. See, the difference is you can't run the ball on Cleveland. It's hard. to. Pittsburgh's going to have a hard time running the ball. So where's Pittsburgh get their offense from? DJ Watt. <laughs> That's where they get their offense from. I think that's right. I think that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, can we get? Is there an anytime touchdown score, DJ Watt, that we can bet in this game? Perhaps uh, the total's at thirty-three. It looks like it's a preseason game, to be honest. When you look at the side and the total, but it's a fun game nonetheless, and a game that actually has a lot of implications for the AFC North and the AFC Wild Card as well. All right, we'll get to the Lombardi look ahead next here on the DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page, sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSEN.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Family of Babyface, Michael Lombardi here on a college football Saturday. Matt Humans will be joining us in studio in the next segment with his college football and NFL card. Matt Humans, uh, our proud Purdue Boilermaker here at the network. Also, speaking of Purdue, uh, Tim Murray did have Northwestern plus three. Uh, the, one of the reasons for the line movement here, Michael, the reason is that Purdue quarterback Hudson Card and one of their linebackers will not be playing in this game. So that's why you see Northwestern go from plus three to now Northwestern laying two two and a half pending on where you do your shopping so uh, just a little bit of injury news in college football mm-hmm. they don't have uh, as structured an injury report as the NFL obviously so just want to let folks know about that stuff thank you to our listeners for uh, letting us know about why we saw the massive line move this morning but uh, let's get into though the Lombardi look ahead here Michael and we'll start off with the game that you want no part of and this one is in the NFC East yeah well, I mean, last week I went I, on Russo. I wanted no part of the Atlanta Arizona game, and like an idiot, I took Arizona Atlanta uh, because it kind of we you know when we go back and forth, you, I don't take teams he takes and all that. So, and that was a mistake. They got seventy yards passing. That was a poor calculation on my part. So I deserve what I get. But this game, there's no way you're getting me to touch this. I my question to you, Femi is how in the hell can a team be a nine or a nine and a half point favorite against another team that they only scored seven points on in the last game? And let me add one more thing. This is a team that was one for 15 on third down against the team that's the nine and a half point dog. I mean, it makes no sense to me at all. Like, it makes sense that the Giants are terrible, right? It does. That makes perfect sense. They're not very good. You know, they, you know, I don't care what Dayball says that Tommy DeVito gives us the best chance to play, to win. The team's not buying that, right? Mm -hmm. The team's not buying that. We as fans and betters, we don't understand that. When the coach stands in front of the team and tries to con the team into believing the quarterback can win for him, unless that quarterback delivers, nothing happens. I mean, Kevin O'Connell had no idea what Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs was going to do. Now they actually they believe in him, right? Yep. They believe in him. Sean Payton's gotten the team to back to believe in Russell Wilson again, okay? There's no belief in Tommy DeVito. Let's put clear here. There's no belief in Mac Jones up in New England. So, like, how is this eight? I mean, there's some nine and a half this morning when I was going through my notes. And so there's no way I would take Washington. Ron Rivera is a favorite. No chance, right? No way. They haven't been a favorite. I, I think it's probably, as Uncle Junior said, they haven't been a favorite since M- Moses wore short pants. I mean, this much of a favorite for Washington? Are you kidding me? So I don't want Washington. I don't, I don't want – I definitely don't want New York – so you don't cue want up Daryl, cue up John. I mean, just sing it, baby, because there's no way. <laughs> so Giants Commanders, the official Hollow Notes play of week number 11. Uh, I can't go for that. No, no, no can do. Tom, I mean, Tommy no DeVito. Tommy DeVito is why they're eight do point it? favorite. Now, I let me see it. you, Mr. I, four, I four Game it. Watcher. Are you doing it? <laughs> no, not, I wouldn't do it with your money, Michael. I can't do, I can't yeah. do it. I'm not doing it. There's no way. I'm not like, doing it. I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I know bookmakers and pro people that do this for a living. They play numbers, right? That's what they do. They play numbers. But at some point, you've got to play the game, too, right? Like, I get... Like, I get you want to play a certain number. I get playing Carolina in 10 and a half, that number against Dallas. And there's circumstances that go into it. You're not saying Carolina's going to win. You're just saying I like that number based on power rank. I get that. 
But this one, with this one, this number, I don't know how you take it. There's no way. I'm, I'm not trusting Ron Rivera as a favorite. No. I mean, remember the opening game against the Cardinals where the, everybody was holding on to their breath? For survival, you know, people I, were holding on. I, I mean, the last, game, the last game had 18 punts. There were 28 possessions in the last game. One fumble, one interception, two missed field goals, three touchdowns, two at the end, and two in the end of the half and the end of the game. I mean, that's what you got. And you want and you want somebody to be better than nine, eight, more than a touchdown? I I, I can't do no, it. Not not a chance. And you mentioned that game against the Cardinals. I believe they closed a seven point favorite in that game there. And like you said, like it was hold on to your butts time. They needed some fumbles from Josh Dobbs yeah. to go ahead and win that football game just to win, not even to cover to win the game. And now they're laying. Some people took the ten with Devito. Uh, to them, I say I get the number play and all that stuff. God bless you. Good luck. But if yeah, you did me, that, is, if you did that, let me just give you something else here. The Giants. This year, offensively, you know, where I got criticized for the disease of me, the Giants this year, offensively, with everybody's happy and everybody's paid, right? Yep. They average 0.9 in the first quarter. But they come back in the second quarter like vengeance, and they average 3.3 points. And then in the third quarter, after some halftime adjustments, they go up to 3.7. And then they finish strong, and they average 3.9. Like, I mean, they can't score against anybody. I, I, I saw Aaron Schwartz Shots. say this. Uh, Shots say this. Yep. I, I don't know DVOA that well. I look at it. I don't understand it, but I look at it and I see how we power ranks teams. He said that this is the, the Giants are the 13th worst team, according to his data, through 10 games going back to 1981. I mean, now that I mean, that's compelling. And then when I looked at it, I said, OK, well, what about like, let's see what what's the EPA expected points, all that stuff. I mean, Ty- Tyrod Taylor was the best player. He played in this game the last time they yeah. threw for 250 yards, but he got hurt. Now, who's replacing the 250? Taylor's 27th in EPA. Daniel Jones was 40th, slightly ahead of Tommy DeVito, who's 42nd. I think the the defense rests its case, Your Honor. <laughs> I think it's it's a it's a bad situation for Big Blue, but uh, you're gonna get Giants fans once again in your mentions here. So we got to move on to another game here, Michael. They're gonna say that you're the biggest Giant hater of them all. Uh, I am. <laughs> yeah, you are. You should get a T-shirt. I hate the New York Giants. Uh, let's get That's to the. That's so unfair. <laughs> let's get to. Why does the truth hurt so much? Why does it hurt so much? I've been right about them for five years. Nobody wants to admit that. I agree with you. But people, you know how they get with their teams. It's like it's like a kid. You know, it's like, don't pick on my child. That's how they feel about their team. So they think that you're picking on their their child, even though their child uh, is the worst student in the class. Let's get to the uh, the line of the week here in the NFC North. That's the Bears and the Lions. Well, and I wrote this in there and I was talking about NFL games. The book rarely puts a bad number up, right? It looks like on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday they might have put a bad number up, but typically they never do. Like they power right the game, you know, and every week Millie says to me, how do they know it's so close? I said, I have no idea, right? But they put, they put 10, and this line came storming down to 7.5. And, and I think I've given that stat out before where, you know, when the line moves 2.5 or 3 points away from a team to another team, that team is 48, 97, and 3. Like it doesn't always signal it's the right move. It's the right move. So this line to me seems fishy. They're, everybody's on the Bears. Fields comes back. Now, the last time they played in Detroit, 
The last time they played in Detroit, let me give you some facts on that. You know, they got beat 41 to 10. Fields rushed for 200. He had 10, 10 carries for 132 yards and 75 yards passing. The line was six in that game. Okay. And when you go over all the Bears numbers, now this is the healthiest they'll be all year. They've been really good, and they, they're really good at playing run defense right now, the Bears. There's no question. But can they move the football? Can they play well enough up front? I mean, I thought ten and I thought ten was a great number to take the Bears. I don't know if I take it at seven and a half. I really don't. Will you? No, I wouldn't. I think the juice has left that orange. Like, like we, we we squeezed it all out there. I think like to, to me, I, I went ahead and played one of your classic toolbox uses, uh, the, the the teaser. We went ahead and teased Detroit down to one and a half here in this game because like I think that Detroit, they like I, I want them to, just to bet them to win the game essentially. So that's how I sort of play this game. Like like the Fields bump, I get it. But yeah, like Fields is back. There's a lot of excitement. Like I like Fields, so people think that maybe the Detroit, uh, Chicago can be competitive in this game. But seven and a half, I think that's a little bit too light of a number but also don't you like really fields like you just said you like you like fields okay how you're a better how can you like fields let me just give you some numbers fields he's five you know he is his numbers against the spread are horrendous i think he's 521 and one against the spread I mean, like, you can't, as a betting man, as a man that represents a betting network, you have to be anti-Justin Fields. He never wins for you. It would be like me saying, hey, I'm, a, I'm all in on Mac Jones. <laughs> I mean, they probably should have won last week, the Patriots, but I guess should have, could have, would have. Uh, I mean, Fields covered as a dog and won outright in, in our great uh, nation's capital of Washington. So uh, maybe that's more of a Rivera number than a, <laughs> than a Justin Fields number there. That's why I won't take Washington. That's why I won't take Washington as an eight and a half point favorite. <laughs> it all circles back to the nation's capital and what's going on over there with the Washington Commanders. But uh, Matt Humans will join us in studio. We'll find out who he's taking in the NFL and also in the college football next year on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSEN. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi on the great state of New Jersey and joining us in studio, uh, doing a, a little bit of literature here is our buddy Matt Humans, host of oh, VEASAN like Tonight and also the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast here. Uh, would you like to read a passage here, Matt Humans? <laughs> Uh, don't don't mind me. I'm just trying to get in some last minute reading before uh, the weekend's games. Yeah, yeah I thought you're going to Hawaii. You taking with you on the plane to I Hawaii, take Matt? It. Is I will that... take it. That's a uh, five and a half six hour trip. I need a book to read, so I will be taking this, Mike. For, for those of thank you, who, you. For those uh, of you who are just listening, he is holding up Football Done Right, Michael's book that came out in September. If you don't have it by now, you're literally li- living under a rock. Get it for Christmas if you want to, but Football Done Right, get it wherever you get. I'm your reading books. the chapter right now on uh, how to bet the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to talk about that for a second? Let's do that. No, no, that's because my man, my man over there. Okay, I got this. I've been waiting for this. I sent it to Elliot. He didn't. He didn't put it in the rundown. He's trying to avoid it. He's he's doing like he's most to, of the media. He wants to avoid the obvious. He's trying right? to keep us on track. So, <clears throat> yeah. So when you go over Matt, when you go over Jaden Daniels' numbers compared to the past Heisman Trophy winners, mm-hmm. 
it's not it's it's like it's I mean he's better than a lot of them. You know, average 408 point uh, yards per game. You know, he's uh, he's got scored 230 points. He averages 23 points per game, which last year Caleb Williams was at 22.3. Uh, Bryce Young was at 20. I mean, Joe Burrow was at 26, but he's exactly where Kyler Murray was. His efficiency rating is 202.1. Last year, Caleb Williams was 168. But the year before that, Bryce Young was 167. Joe Burrow was 2022. Those are the only two quarterbacks in the last 10 years that have had over a 200 efficiency rating. It's not close. This guy should be the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> I know he's on a bad team, but it's not close. These numbers absolutely say that. What would he do if he played at Oregon? Well, yeah, he would put up the uh, same type of numbers or better, even even better against uh, Pac-12 defenses. But oh, come on, it's the best conference in America. Well, uh, this weak this weak SEC that we're talking about here. I mean, I tell you what, the Pac-12's most entertaining. You've got the best offensive football. Uh, the Big Ten's got the worst offensive football. <laughs> uh, but Jaden Daniels has been uh, remarkable. I, uh, you look at his numbers, you can say, yeah, this guy's a Heisman winner. I just think uh, right now it's going to depend on. Who wins these big games down the stretch? I mean, you got to handicap the voters. You got two West Coast quarterbacks, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. And uh, who's going to win that Oregon Washington Pac 12 title game if it comes to that? It's probably going to be Oregon. And that's why Bo Nix is a favorite and Jaden Daniels is a second choice. That LSU blowout loss to Florida State early in the years, I think, sticks in the mind of a lot of people. And uh, right or wrong, that might be why he doesn't win the Heisman. But. I, I don't like the Heisman anyway. Uh, I think it's the most <laughs> overrated award in sports, and it just comes down to which team wins the most games and who's the quarterback on that team. And I hate exactly. That. I hate that. It's yeah. it's not that's it's the best college player. Now you know. I mean that now usually when you have a great player that translates into a quarterback that can translates into wins. And certainly at LSU, Jaden Daniels has done that, but you know, he gets knocked out in the Alabama game. He leads them back against what we now know is a really good Missouri team that people are having trouble. I mean, even Georgia had trouble with Missouri, right? And so I I think this, this, oh, it's got to go to a team on the, no, I mean, these numbers efficiency rating at 2.02, Joe Burrow was at 2.020. I mean, Johnny Manziel won it with a 155.3 efficiency rating. Yeah, no, Winston won it with 184. So, like, it, when you do the numbers and you take away what you were just saying there, that bias about now we've added a layer to it. you got to be able, on a winning team. Like, no, this is supposed to be the best college player. Well... We, we, we can't fight it. The voters are going to do what they're going to do. So that's why uh, the bodacious campaign, it's, 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 it's trudging along here. All right. right. We're headed towards New York. But let's, let's table the NFL because we, we talked a lot of Heisman here. So let's just go with the college football okay. card here, Matt. We'll go ahead and flip it and reverse it. Uh, speaking of the Heisman, Michael Penix, he's up there among the favorites. His team, Washington, takes on Oregon State later on tonight in Corvallis. The Beavers, one, one and a half point favorites right now there. Uh, do you agree with that line move? Because a lot of people are saying, hey, why are the Huskies underdogs? as the undefeated team in the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I do. I think Oregon State should be a slight favorite. I don't like it necessarily. I was hoping the Beavers would be small dogs because I like the Oregon State side, but so do a lot of other sharp handicappers I know. Oregon State has covered uh, 16 of the last 17 at home, has won nine straight. It's been a really dominant home field for the Beavers. 
And, you know, really, if you, if you look at Washington, it's a team that's been on wobbly legs for about a month, and I've said this before, it barely escaped as a four-touchdown favorite against Arizona State and Stanford. I thought got fortunate, caught a couple breaks late in the game in that 52-42 win at USC, and then last week trailed it to half to Utah. Uh, I'm not going to say the Huskies are leaking oil. I think that's true about Texas, but I do think uh, Huskies are walking into a hornet's nest tonight at Reeser Stadium in Corvallis. And um, if you look at the Oregon State defense, it's capable. And on offense, you've got Damian Martinez and uh, Deshaun Fenwick, two running backs who are averaging 152 yards per game on the ground. The formula is there for Oregon State to win this game tonight. Yeah, okay, so you mentioned Texas. And you, and they've got Iowa State. And, and a tough one here. And Iowa State's getting seven and a half. And you like the Cyclones I today. I do. I like home dogs. And uh, the Cyclones fit everything I'm looking for tonight. Like I said, though, I think the Longhorns are leaking oil down the stretch. They've escaped in one-score thrillers against Houston, Kansas State, and TCU the past few weeks. And two of those are bad teams, talking about Houston and TCU. And now your top running back, Jonathan Brooks, goes down for the year with a knee injury. He had 1,139 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns in 10 games, a big part of that offense. Your quarterback, Quinn Ewers, is playing through a right shoulder injury. Uh, And also you're catching an Iowa State team that's won four of the last five and has been playing much better football uh, recently. And a defense that's allowed more than 20 points, I think, in only three games all season. I was impressed by the Cyclones. They put a 32-point beating on BYU and Provo a week ago. This is the type of uh, home dog you typically look for at night. It's going to be an electric atmosphere, and I think you got a Texas team coming in there that's a little wounded and shorthanded. Texas right now in the thick of it in this college football playoff conversation as yeah. well. We're speaking with Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight and the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast here. How about another home dog over on Rocky Top? Georgia taking on Tennessee. <laughs> the Vols now down to nine and a half point home dogs, total 58 and a half. Well, I'm not quite as confident in Tennessee, but I can tell you there's a lot of sharp money on the uh, home dog in this game. This number was 10 and a half. I thought it might go to 11 and went the other way yesterday. It dropped to nine and a half. And um, Tennessee is 6-0 at home. Couple, a few cupcake opponents in that 6-0 record. But Joe Milton, the quarterback, is, plays better, makes fewer mistakes at home. And this Georgia team, I'm still not convinced. I want to see the Bulldogs on the road against a good opponent in a hostile atmosphere. And uh, they, they have played a soft schedule. we got Missouri at home. That's the toughest game Georgia's faced up to this point. And I think... Tennessee's good enough on both sides of the ball to make this a one-score type of game where the Bulldogs got to sweat it out in the fourth quarter. It's going to be an interesting game in college football, interesting day when you got Georgia and Washington unbeatens on the road, and uh, Texas is a one-loss team on the road. I think at least one of those teams, maybe two, gets knocked off today. Wow. Wow. I, I know you're, you're on the Maryland land and taking the 19 and a half. Mm-hmm. Do you think Michigan's coming out flat? Well, it's a classic sandwich spot, Michael. When you look at you're off that emotional win at Penn State, you got all the Jim Harbaugh distractions, and you got Ohio State on deck. And I have not been blown away by the Michigan offense anyway. Uh, I think Maryland, with a little to a quarterback, can do enough here uh, to keep this game keep this game tied enough on the road. I've seen the Terps step up in big spots like this in the past, and uh, I think they do it here. To me, it's more about a distracted maybe emotionally flat Michigan team, not covering a big number on the road. So 
We've uh, actually, I just noticed the circuit, this number dropped from 19 and a half to what, 17 or 17 yep. and a half this morning. And uh, I would tend to agree with that. That's a big number to cover on the road for a team that's got off the Penn State games, got Ohio State on deck. The game before the game here. Real quick here, we've got about 40 seconds left mm-hmm. in this segment. Duke and Virginia, it's a field goal game. The Blue Devils, the road favorite total, 45 and a half. Yeah, Duke is off a crushing two-overtime loss at North Carolina. Got screwed by the officials in that game. Should have won it. Now the Blue Devils go on the road for the second straight week against a Virginia team that's been really competitive in, in every game but one since uh, late September. I'll tell you this, too. I also like Northwestern as a home dog against Purdue. And it just got announced. If you can still grab Northwestern plus three, grab it. I think this number is going to be on the move. Hudson Card, the Purdue quarterback, has been ruled out today. And that's a pedestrian Purdue team that doesn't play well on the road anyway. So look at Northwestern as well. Yeah, I believe that number now out to two, two and a half in favor of the Purple Cats there. So, oh, they uh, are now the favorites? They are now the favorite. They okay. flipped the favorite okay. there. Well. So we will get into your NFL card to wrap up the show as well as give our final thoughts on college football. This is the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. With so many games on the board, there's no better time to put the VEASAN experts to work for you. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Welcome back. This is the final segment here of the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi and Bebefe hanging out in Las Vegas with our buddy Matt Humans, host of V Cincinnati and the College Ball Betting Podcast. And of course, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey, where he's getting ready to take in all this college football action that we have. If you missed Humans' plays in the college ball, either rewind it or maybe the podcast segment is already up right now here. <laughs> it's like it's at this time it's kind of up, up up against the wall here, but uh he has a I'm lot also of plays. got a weekly column up on vcin.com with college football picks. I think uh 
after a poor start, 35 and 21 over the past, uh, I don't know, eight or nine weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. There we go. We love to hear that. Wow. The, the, the plays are doing well. So, vcin.com slash subscribe. You can get the column up for humans' college football plays. Check that out before kickoff in about 20 minutes. All right, let's talk some NFL, though. Uh, we'll usually don't start with Monday Night Football, but it's the biggest game of the week. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl rematch. Eagles at the Chiefs. You have a play in this game right now. Kansas City, two and a half point favorites across the board, but at DraftKings, three even money. Total 45 and a half. Go back to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts hurt the KC defense on the ground. He ran for 70 yards and three touchdowns uh, in that game. Hurts has averaged 21 rushing yards over the past three games. He's got a sore knee, not running as much. He's also turned the ball over a lot more this season than he did last year. He's already thrown more picks than he did all of last season. I also think this uh, Philadelphia defense is a little bit banged up, and KC, Patrick Mahomes can take advantage here. Uh, the identity of the Chiefs has kind of changed. You know, it's it's not a high-flying offense and Patrick Mahomes making a bunch of big plays because he's kind of got a disconnect with his uh, wide receivers. It's a lot about Travis Kelsey. And um, the Kansas City defense right now is tied for number one in the NFL in scoring, 15.9 points per game. This is a much better defense than it was a year ago. I'll take that defense, Mahomes and KC laying less than a field goal, on its home field. I think the Eagles, who are 5-1 and one in one-score games, really have been playing with fire and uh, probably not playing as well as the record indicates. And uh, that's why I don't care if it's a Super Bowl rematch and you talk about revenge. I think a lot of that's nonsense. I like, I'll, I'll lay the short number with the Chiefs on Monday night. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, th- I think anytime you get Mahomes for, for a short number, you got to take it. And look, they'll they'll play well. It's hard to run the ball on the road in Kansas City. And Mahomes, what people don't realize, Mahomes isn't the problem. He's playing really well. The problem is they have 24 drops at receiver. 24. It's the most he's ever had in his last year. They only had 38. Only had 38 drops last, or 33 last year. So, you know, they got to start catching the ball. And one of the guys they're counting on, Tony, Tony has been really disappointing. He averages six yards a catch. I think Andy Reid and Mahomes, I think this bye week came at the right time for them to help their offense. Interesting. Uh, I don't make too much out of this, but Andy Reid is 21-3 and straight up off a bye. Uh, Also, I agree with what you said about Tony. I think he's a bust. You can't have a wide receiver who drops balls. And uh, yeah. that's the biggest problem. <laughs> it's, it's line one of the job description. Is the Kansas, football. <laughs> these Kansas City wide receivers have been uh, pretty disappointing. I, I'm still going to back the Chiefs here, laying two and a half. How about in the AFC North? Pittsburgh right now is a two-point favorite or two-point underdog, excuse me, at DraftKings against the Cleveland Browns. It'll be Dorian Thompson Robinson starting for the Browns. Total thirty-three here. Uh, yeah, I'll make this like? quick. I mean, this is going to be the NFL version of uh, Illinois Iowa, right? It's going to be a really ugly offensive game. Dorian Thompson Robinson was terrible in his first start. Well, I think he's going to be better in his second start. But it's more about the Browns' ability to run the ball. And defense is going to control the game. The Steelers have been outgained in all nine games. I'm, I'm getting annoyed watching the Steelers' <laughs> offense every week, and this team continues to win. Last week, the Packers plus three and a half should have been the right side. Steelers f- find another way to win and cover a close game. I think the uh, the Browns uh, get this one. I laid one, and uh, if you reflect on that Monday night game early in the season in Pittsburgh, Deshaun Watson turned it over twice and handed the Steelers 14 points on two defensive scores. That was the difference in that game. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. And look, the one thing about the Browns, you just have a hard time running. They only ran the ball 55 yards in that game. Mm -hmm. So if the Steelers can't run, and in the last two weeks they've run for 345 yards. And the last two weeks they've had over 20 first downs, which is not typical of a Steeler offense, predicated all off the run game. If you can't run, how are you going to move the football? Seems it would be a disadvantageous if you can't run the ball. How about in Houston? Texans coming off the big upset victory against Cincinnati last weekend. Now they're laying six at home against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals total 48. The Arizona defense allowed 70 passing yards on 3.9 yards per play last week against offensive genius Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Now, uh, I, you know what? To me, this is more about the hype, the media hype that's on Houston coming off the, uh, the win at Cincinnati. You flip on ESPN or Fox on Monday, and all of a sudden you've got these talking airheads hyping C.J. Stroud for MVP and the Texans, you know, hyping up the Texans. That's the spot typically where you want to fade a team the next week. I think the Texans at six-point favorites have kind of peaked in the betting market where Kyler Murray makes the Cardinals a little bit more dangerous, and I think they are dangerous dogs in this game with uh, Kyler Murray back and the defense is playing pretty well. And uh, you're getting the Texans at the top of the market. You're betting against them laying six here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win this game. Yeah, this has really moved in the last couple of days. I mean, the contest, Matt, which we keep track of, is four and a half, and now it's right. up to six. Uh, I, I think to me, it, I don't know why everybody's playing Houston defensively. Houston has been very fortunate that that Stroud has played well in the last couple of weeks because their defense really has. And I mean, the Bucks had a chance to win that game, and certainly Cincinnati did too if Tyler Boyd catches that pass. So sometimes we tend to get overexcited. I would definitely run away with the six if, if it was a play. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a play there for the Arizona Cardinals. How about in the AFC South? This one we have full agreement on here, humans. Uh, Titans at the Jaguars. Right now the line is sitting at seven. You know, Michael just mentioned the Buccaneers and the numbers they put up against the Houston defense. If you set, if you put Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield side by side and you look at the numbers of the two quarterbacks, Mayfield's better in almost every category. I, I feel like the, <laughs> he is. I think the Jaguars. You know, Matt, uh, can I tell you something? Yeah. Matt, I got I got I got stats to back it up. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has only had one game in his in his career of over nine yards per attempt. Mm -hmm. He's only had four over eight. Most of his career has been under seven yards per attempt. It's and and he's no better this year or last year than he was. This whole mythology, well, everything's changed because of Doug. You know, they're they're probably better offensively, they're more organized, but he hasn't responded. And when he does he doesn't play well at home. He averages right. eight yards per attempt on the road. He averages six point one at home. Yeah, that's uh, an odd stat, too. But I, I have never been really buying into the the Jaguars, the Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence Jaguars. And, yeah, they're improved. But, you know, they're also playing in one of the worst divisions of football, and I think they've uh, squeaked out some close games. Femi, just like you, last week, I love the 49ers on the road in Jacksonville. I thought that's where the Jaguars were going to get exposed. Uh, Will Levis did not play well a week ago. Uh, but I think the Titans catching seven here is a number you have to take. I, I just, I'm not a I'm not a believer in the Jags. Bottom line, I'm not either, Matt. I agree with you. I just had a hard time really getting comfortable with Levis. He played so poorly <laughs> he last did. week. Yeah, he did. I know. <laughs> you tough. know. 
But I think seven's a lot. I, I think just to me, he Levis is to me, he's a one play strike guy, not a consistent move the ball down the field, you know, where he's got to make three or four, five, six good throws. That's a good way to put it. I would agree with that too. And uh, hey, when you bet some of these dogs in the NFL, you're going to be uncomfortable. Okay, I mean, yeah. you're not, not going to be comfortable taking the Titans and the points. Yeah, you mean the Panthers? How about the Panthers and how bad this offense has looked with uh, Bryce Young? Frank Reich's going to take back play calling duties. I just hope the Dallas Cowboys are distracted and flat. You know, road favorites in the NFL of seven points or more are 0-8-1 against the spread this season. And the Cowboys got another division game on deck for Thanksgiving. I think the Cowboys are, I hope, they're going to be flat in this spot. And the Panthers stick around in a low-scoring, ugly type of game. But that's not the type of dog you take, and you, you're super confident, you know? No, it's, it's, no, it's you're just playing. The, I agree with you, Matt. I did it on Russo. I took it for my Russo contest only because I just felt like they're going to want to get out of town quickly and get to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is when you look at the Cowboys on the road, the splits on the road, they're at, they're at a negative margin on the road. And if you throw out the Giants win and the 49er loss on the road, they are still seven points in point differential off the road. I, I, I think it's the win, but... I think they'll win by a touchdown. You guys are fading America's real team, not the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, that does it for us here on the party line. Uh, coming up on the DraftKings Network is Ross Tucker. Here at VEASAN, though, sports betting talk analysis continues with Live Bet Saturday, JVT, Pam Maldonado. Good luck with all the bets. We'll see you guys tomorrow here Thank you, on family. the DraftKings Network. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Safe trip. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 